and welcome to the NWHL's Fifth Star Podcast. I am your host, Moose Daniels, and we have a great show for you today. We will be joined later in the show by Amanda Levier and Kelsey Newman, two of the three that make up Buffalo Butte's triumvirate and goal, the Levin man that make up McLevman on social media. But first, there's a lot going on in the women's hockey world as the Women's World Championships is underway in Plymouth, Michigan. The biggest surprise at this point, uh, this being Monday, early Monday, is Canada has started the tournament 0-2 with a loss coming at the hands of Finland and Team USA. Speaking of Team USA, they're off to a running 2-0 start with NWHL players like Brianna Decker, Gigi Marvin, and Amanda Kessel playing key roles in their success so far. But the main story that's still dominating the news of the tournament is the national team's boycott, and that thankfully ended rather positively, might I add, for the national team. With the new deal, players now will be paid livable wages by USA Hockey, as well as receiving the same treatment as men and the USA Hockey Development Program. And the idea that they weren't being supplied the same to me in the first place blows my mind. There's no excuse for it. And hats off to all the women who stood up and were bold for change. The the one story that sticks out to me the most is making the women fly coach while the men fly business class to these tournaments. I mean, if, if ever there was just a, a harsh contrast in the treatment from the men's team to the women's team, that's where you point at. I mean, it's the difference between business and coach. I, this is not a coach-class team. This is a world-class team, and they should be treated with that respect. And that's all I have to say about that. That being said, there's a fundamental problem with women's hockey in the United States that no one seems to want to talk about. And you begin to realize the issue when you ask one very simple question, which is how did we get here? How did the women's national team end up so at odds with USA Hockey? How did they end up in coach while the men were in business class? Let's discuss. I think this all started in 1998. And you might be surprised to hear this, but it wasn't USA Hockey's fault. Well, it was partially. But what they did to start women's hockey down this path began 1998 with the best intentions. And we all know the saying about what paves the road to hell. In 1998, women's ice hockey was introduced to the Olympics in Nagano, where Cami Granado and Team USA brought home a gold medal. In that moment, every little girl watching decided they wanted to be Cami Granado. And it was a big moment. In that moment, sponsors and broadcasters realized the value of women's U.S. hockey. In that moment, everyone collectively agreed the ultimate prize for women's hockey would be the Olympics. To be clear, everyone decided that the ultimate prize in women's hockey would be an amateur event hosted once every four years. Can you see where I'm going with this? Because the expectation was set that the pinnacle of women's hockey 
would be an amateur event played every four years. USA Hockey had it in their heads. They could pay these women like amateur athletes and only pay them $6,000 once every four years. That's not going to cut it. These are professional athletes who train like professionals and expect to be treated like professionals. Since 1998, women's hockey players and fans have been hypnotized by the idea that an Olympic gold medal is the top of the mountain. And that idea is what's held women's hockey back. Heck, it's, it's held women's sports back. We've been programmed as fans to care about women's soccer, but only during Olympic and World Cup years. We've been programmed to believe that there are great female athletes out there, but only enough to field teams deemed entertaining enough when you pull together the best from each country. This is bad programming, and women's hockey has suffered because of it. The so-called second-tier athletes that are close, but not quite national team caliber, get left behind by USA Hockey and don't develop. Female athletes don't peak until their late 20s. So only a select few picked up by USA Hockey for the national team program even get to see what their true potential is. That's like doing a gifted test to a kindergartner. And if he doesn't pass, or she doesn't pass, then they're relegated to a second-class school. It doesn't work that way. But that was acceptable by USA Hockey standards. We, the fans, stood back and watched four, every four years because we accepted that reality. And so did the players until now. And good for them for standing up. But the reason we all accepted that reality is because in 1998, 19 years, the goal has been the same. Cami Granado Gold. The sad thing is, and why there's still more work to be done, is because the Olympics is still what these athletes train for. The NWHL and other women's leagues, they're, they're not the ultimate prize to them. But it's a means to an end. We're a training platform, and that is the problem. If you look at it, if you took an honest poll of every NWHL player and asked if they'd rather lift the Isabel Cup or win a gold medal in the Olympics, the gold medal would win by a landslide. You do the same poll with NHLers between Stanley Cup and Olympic gold, you'll get a couple weirdos who say Olympics, but the overwhelming majority would say Stanley Cup. Don't get me wrong. I don't blame these players for having their idols and setting their goals. It's not something to be tarnished. It's something to be admired. I admire that. The problem is that goal, though lofty as it may seem, an Olympic gold medal is not professional hockey. The NWHL is professional hockey. And if we want this league to grow... We need more girls setting their goal to be a professional women's hockey player. And then once every four years, they can play in the Olympics. And that would be an extra honor, but not the ultimate goal. 
ultimate goal for women's hockey should be professional hockey, should be the NWHL. And every little girl who sees Hillary Knight or Megan Bozick lift that Isabel Cup every year, not once every four years, but every year, sees that Isabel Cup raised. And for every name that's etched into it, we get closer and closer. This isn't going to be an overnight thing. Goals don't just change. The women playing now have their goal. It's the Olympics. Great. That's wonderful. They can have it. But the future belongs to professional women's hockey. And that's why the Isabel Cup is so important. Because it symbolizes the future of women's hockey. Olympic gold medals, they're great. They've been around for a long time, and their time is done. It's time for professional women's hockey players, and I can't wait to see what the future brings. In the very near future, we're going to have Amanda Levier and Kelsey Newman of the Isabel Cup champion, Buffalo Buttes, joining the show. In the meantime, before we get to them, I want to hear your thoughts on the boycott, what it means for women's hockey, uh, what the future has in store. Uh, Everyone has their opinion. You just heard mine. I want to hear yours. You can tweet at me, at the Moose Daniels on Twitter, and email me at moose at nwhlhq.com. Joining the show now, Amanda Levier and Kelsey Newman. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thanks for having us. Hey. Thanks for having us. So first question is an obvious one. Uh, are you guys in full goalie gear right now? Uh, not currently. That's surprising. It's a possibility. I might be in some. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, almost, I almost came to the bowling alley in my gear. <laughs> so for any listeners unfamiliar unfamiliar with the mclevman presence on social media i encourage you to give these hilarious ladies a follow they document their epi- escapades around the city of buffalo and head-to-toe goalie gear um wh- which one of you came up with Le- mclevman and uh, what's the story behind that whole thing i had uh, taken a picture with my dog in my full goalie gear and then First practice I went to, Kelsey Newman volunteered to be the dog, and then we reenacted that picture. And since then, we have just gone like wherever we felt was an interesting place to go in our goalie gear. We've got quite the looks from it. Yeah. <laughs> right, Kelsey? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it really did grow from Love's picture and then just sitting around and coming up with random ideas that we could do. Well, it's hilarious, and I encourage you guys to keep it up. Um, Quick question, though. Now that Brianna McLaughlin's retired, has there been any discussion about changing the name of your Mary Band? Not at all. No? no? Yeah, definitely not. Bri is an awesome person, and even if she's not on the team next year, she'll still be a part of our goalie trial. Very good. That I'm sure she'd be happy to hear it. Maybe she can make a, a cameo in retirement, come back and dress up for you guys. Yeah, That'd definitely. be good. Uh, my favorite video, personally, is the one where you guys end up in the back of a cop car. I thought it was hilarious. Um, how, how did you guys even organize that like, with the police officer? 
Our uh, goalie coach, Mike, knew the police officer in Buffalo, so he set that up for us. And the cops were very willing to uh, participate with us, and they even added their own lines and stuff. That was super fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Who does the narration? Who's got the high-pitched voice in the background? We uh, all do the voice. <laughs> yeah, well, the high-pitched voice is like a digital sound, so it's like all of our voices will each pick a, a different one to narrate and then we'll put that high-pitched voice on ah gotcha so let's talk a little bit about what's going on now in the hockey world uh the women's world championship is going on in plymouth uh amanda you hail from kingston ontario and kelsey you're from china grove north carolina is that right yes that's pretty wild um yeah <laughs> so so it's U.S. versus Canada for you two, and uh, the question is, have there been any friendly wagers made, and can we expect to see any of that play out in one of your videos? Uh, what? <laughs> uh, well, we were going to do a boxing one of us each in our respective jerseys for our country, but we didn't get along to doing that. So we couldn't find, no one would let us use their boxing ring. Yeah, well, I mean, Canada's going to win anyway, so oh. it wasn't like I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know. Yeah, you know they didn't win the first battle. Yeah, yeah, but that first one never matters, right? You know, they were just like, oh, whatever. But USA, this... you can have this. Take the medal. Am- Amanda, did that second one? I'm not going to talk about their second loss. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that one, so, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's why they lost, because you weren't watching. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh hopefully oh, yeah. we can see another uh u.s canada game in, in the final yeah that'd be fun i hope so yeah but then maybe we can do a wager on it oh good i, I want to hear all about it we, we'll do an update once uh you guys get your wager figured out okay so kelsey you were named one of the league's four recipients of the nwhl foundation award for your involvement in the community and uh i think i heard you right you were at a bowling alley and I heard you were at a, par- a party with a youth hockey team. Um, what, yes. what, does having a, what does having a platform like the NWHL to be active in the community and really grow the game from grassroots really mean to you? Um, just to have this league for these girls that I work with. I work with uh, the 10Us, the 12Us, and 14Us over at the Bisons this year. And to watch them get excited about seeing women playing hockey at the pro level and even more excited than watching the Sabres was really big for me. And it was fun for me to see them have those role models to look up to. Well, you do a, an excellent job. I remember seeing you at uh, opening weekend. You were on the ice with the kids. And every time I felt like I saw you, you were surrounded by a group of children. And uh, you really have a great effect on them. So for me personally, thank you for all the work you do in the community. Oh, thank with the you. Kids. Yeah. Thank you. I got one of them. Who just came up to me to ask me a question? I had to tell her to hold on. <laughs> uh, actually, speaking of hold on, you came onto the ice at the end of the when when Buffalo when your the Buttes won the cup. You came onto the ice in sneakers and you rushed into the pile on top of Brianna Galoffa and and you really could have used something to hold on to at that moment because you took a little bit I of a tumble. Have. Yeah, I did. I did. 
I think it was because I didn't wear my sneakers. I actually thought before going out I should change my boots and put on my running shoes. But then I was like, no, there's not enough time to do it. So I went with it, and I didn't realize there was no traction on my boots. But it was it was still a fun moment, and now it's something that I can remember forever. <laughs> so are so are you okay? Oh, I'm perfectly okay. I didn't even feel it. I don't think it phased me until after <laughs> when everyone was saying, are you okay? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Like, it, didn't, it really didn't phase me at all. Well, good. That's great. Uh, Amanda, coming around to you here, uh, you're the first player in NWHL history to win an NCAA national championship with Minnesota and then an Isabel Cup with Buffalo in back-to-back years. So the question is, what's your secret? I play for a team. Oh, that's it? You have nothing to do with it. But yeah. No, uh, honestly, uh, both teams that I've played on in the past two years have been very talented and very working. And they have such belief in each other, even if other people believe that they could do the job. And I think that really helped the team to win the SL Cup is just to come together for that weekend and play as a unit. We'll in both games. So you played in the semifinal against the New York Riveters and your former teammate, Amanda Kessel. So is it more fun to play with or against Amanda? Uh, it, that all depends. It's really fun when you stop her, but more chances of scoring. I think the first game against her, she scored two goals on me, oh. I believe. But it's always fun to see them after the game. I also, on the Riveters, Lisa McMillan, it's super mm-hmm. cool to see her along with Castle. Oh, good. Um, so last question. We're going to wrap things up here. Um, I asked your teammate, Megan Bozak, last week. Uh, you guys are both Isabel Cup champions. Uh, you're each going to have time with the cup to do with it what you will. So let's start with you, Kelsey. Uh, what are your plans for the cup? Um, one of the biggest plans is bringing it to show all the kids, definitely, that I coach. I think that's something that they'd all be really excited to get to see and uh, things like that. I might try to, sorry, one of the kids is pushing me. Um, Put your back. I am, but it's one of my goalies. <laughs> yeah, are. Goalies are always so weird, aren't they, guys? Ellie Webb has stopped pushing uh, me. Uh, but I definitely, I definitely want to bring the cup and show it to all the kids and maybe take it to the place that I work at and show my refugee students what it's like because I went to work. We got back at 6.30. I went to work. I was there by 7.30, so had wow. enough time to change and go to work on Monday morning and told the students about the win, and they don't know a lot about hockey, but they were excited. So hopefully I can bring it to them and then let them watch the game. Well, that's excellent. How about you, Amanda? What are you going to do? Uh, very similar to Kelsey. I do coaching as well, and I would love to be able to show it off to all the girls because I know they all hire to play in the NWHL, so that would be very cool for them and myself. Well, guys, uh, whatever you do with the Cup, both of you, I hope we can expect to see a uh, McLevman video involving it um, and more videos, and best of luck to you guys going forward. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, there it is, NWHL fans. Kelsey Newman and Amanda Levier. Man, goalies are weird. So weird. Newman coming in hot from a 
kid's party at a bowling alley. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love these NWHL players. Join us next week. That is our show. I can't wait to see who we're going to have on next. Will it come live from a bowling alley? Probably not. But we're going to have an entertaining show next week for sure. This is Moose Daniels on the NWHL's Fifth Star Podcast. Have a great week. Go USA. Peace.